Good morning, lovely people of the kingdom. Welcome or welcome back. We are currently sitting in a power outage. It's so funny because when I was in Ghana, I was upset about the power outage. And now I'm like, (laughs) America, because of the snow, there's no power outage. So I guess, you know, the grass really ain't greener on the other side. I was going to have this recorded visually, but my camera's dead and I can't record it. Yesterday, I was just like in the worst mood ever, which is basically what this um, episode is about. But my computer is about to die, mama. (laughs) Literally everything in this house is dead or about to die. And we've had no electricity since 8 a.m. So our fridge is going bad. All the food in our fridge. We can't even make any food because our stove is electric. So, yeah, my camera's dead. My phone's about to die. I'm hoping we get through this recording now. And then my laptop is also on its last legs, 30%. So, you know, just a little bit of anxiety I'm inducing on you guys while you listen to this podcast. Um, However, I discovered something yesterday that I want to talk about. And it is called the upper limit problem. But before we get into that, I'm going to talk about my things I'm welcoming and things I'm exiling currently. And I only have one of each. Um, I'm welcoming non-inspiration. But maybe that's a bad way to put it. I'm welcoming not finding inspiration in people. I think I'm always constantly on social media doing like market research, quote unquote, um, which is basically me endlessly like scrolling. But my excuse is that I'm looking for like inspiration with the people that I follow online. And it's like in, in everywhere. It's like girls from New York City or some cool girls in LA or some fun Christian girls on Christian TikTok or just like I'm always constantly looking at people for inspiration and I'm trying to I want to find inspiration outside of social media I want to find inspiration outside of people because I think when you look to a person for inspiration sometimes they can let you down whether it's like an action an idea uh they don't post on Monday when they're supposed to (laughs) you know like If you look to people for inspiration, you might be let down. So I have been trying to look for inspiration outside of things. Like yesterday, I was not yesterday, but this weekend, I was reading a book called Norwegian Wood by Harakuna something. I don't know the name, but um, I found like a baby name in, in there, you know. But then usually you see the YouTube that's like baby names ideas or stuff like that. I feel like we're always like finding baby names in like other people. But I found a baby name. Oh, I, I don't know if I'm actually going to name my child that. But I was like, oh, this is such a cool name. And it was something I found in a book. So like music, book, things like that. Um, that I'm, I want to find inspiration from rather and I was thinking about how like you know my favorite artist that I've been listening to right now well today was John Mark Pantana 
makes such good Christian music. But before that was Dijon, who just makes love songs mostly. And I was thinking, like, how come I've never heard of anyone like Dijon? Like, where does he go? What does he do in his free time? What books does he read? What shows does he watch? Like, what does he do to be able to find or make a sound, have a sound that is so unique? Like, and that no one, you know, it's just not like anyone. I've never heard anyone who makes music like him. So I'm very intrigued. I'm like, what do these people do? Like, the greats of the greats, the people who have a completely new sound, like Black Sheriff, who popped out of Ghana with a completely new sound. Like, what do those people do to get a sound that is so unique and not like anybody else? Because I feel like I am just like an amalgamation of everyone that I follow online, honestly. And it's quite sad. <laughs> I think I just I'm constantly seeing things and watching people and all of these things. And I'm just like a blend of everyone that I, you know, look to for inspiration. And then you just end up not being original because you're just like everybody else. You're just like a blend of everybody else. And you're stealing, not stealing, but, you know, getting ideas from here and getting ideas from here, getting ideas from here. I feel like I'm a blend of everybody. And I, I'm like, how do I make vlogs that are just like nobody else, you know? How do I make episodes that are like nobody else? How do I put outfits together that are just like completely unique and nobody else? And, you know, the key and the answer is being yourself. But I don't even know myself, I feel like. I feel like I am a product of being chronically online. I've been chronically online since I was... Honestly, like 12, I started watching Bethany Moda, started copying her makeup YouTube videos on my mom's laptop. I had like fan accounts for Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande, Fifth Harmony, literally everybody that I would ever like, I would make a fan account for them. And I've just been online like all the time. I think maybe that's why I am good at existing online because I literally have been doing it for so long. So a part of me or it makes me not know who I come like I am truly like what do I truly like that hasn't been inspired by anybody, you know, and I, I think I, I want to get to the core of that. I want to get to like the core of core, <laughs> the core of who I am, who am I without all these inspiration and things I'm looking at on TikTok and Instagram, you know, who am I without all of that? And I'm like, I feel like the only way I could really have that question is if I just like disappeared from social media for like three years. But that's obviously not the goal. So what do I do in this situation where I now want to pursue now I am pursuing social media full time? How do I do things that are completely organic and authentic that haven't been inspired by any person, you know? That was my long rant. So I'm welcoming being able to exist alongside social media, but find inspirations outside of social media. 
um, help me. <laughs> That's a big burden to carry. But yeah, I'm exiling the doom scroll. Um, recently, I've been scrolling endlessly on TikTok. And I think I noticed myself doing it. But it's almost like I enjoy the fact that I'm like, oh, I shouldn't be scrolling on TikTok. It's so bad for me. Something about that makes me want to keep scrolling more. It's really sick and twisted. But seriously, I don't understand. So I'm trying to exile the doom scroll where you're just like, you know, just scrolling endlessly like your life depends on it. I didn't have an episode yesterday, which is Monday. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, if you're listening to this any other day, you don't even care because (laughs) whatever but um i was supposed to you know have an episode out yesterday but this weekend i had a discovery an epiphany um and i've heard about this thing before but i really saw it in motion this weekend and it's called the upper limit problem and i discovered this because i have been in a i had been in a funk like up until maybe this morning I was in a funk. Um, <laughs> and I can tell that this morning I got out of my funk because I took a shower. And I literally hadn't for like three days. So, yeah, I had a little uh, down in the deep end moment <laughs> this weekend. But it came out of nowhere because on Friday I had a doctor's appointment, then I went down to Boston, or up to Boston. I don't know where I am in relative to Boston from, like, central Massachusetts, where, you know, my hometown is. Anyway, I came back to Massachusetts from New York because, one, I had a doctor's appointment on Friday, and, two, it was my friend Grace's birthday. And I don't think I've talked about Grace a lot on here, or maybe not even at all, but... She's one of my very dear friends, beautiful, gorgeous, intelligent, one of the most intelligent people I know, and super cool. So it was her birthday today, and I was like, okay, I want to come down for your birthday, but I also have a doctor's appointment, so perfect, I'm going to come to Massachusetts anyway. So I go to Massachusetts, <laughs> I go to, I come to Massachusetts, and Friday night, um... I head to Boston. I took the train for an hour. I was going to take my car, but then my car was like violently shaking. So I took the train and it was an hour train to Boston. And I had a blast. I went to get flowers. Um, I went to get like lemonade and cupcakes for the party because she was having a birthday party. And then I also got flowers for her. And, you know, I was getting so many compliments in the, on the, in the market, <laughs> in the grocery store, which was so funny. Some lady was like, some lady was saying, you look so pretty next to the flowers. Like, let's take it. Like, do you want me to take a picture with, for you on Instagram? And I was like, that is a very smart woman. That is a woman who is about her business. You know, that is a woman who just knows what she's on. And I love it. I love it. I love that a complete stranger saw me trying to pick out flowers and was like, hmm, this is a very Instagram aesthetically pleasing scenario. Let me go up to the stranger and ask her if she wants pictures for Instagram 
while she's trying to pick out flowers. Like, genius. I would, I would do that for somebody. So I really love that she did that for me. It was so kind. I'm like, I always want candid photos of me next to flowers. Like, that's generally always a photo that I'm always trying to take. And I'm always trying to have Lucas take when we go out and about and I, we walk by, like, flowers. I'm like, oh, take a picture of me, like, pretending to look. But this time I was genuinely looking for flowers. And she was like, you look so good. Like, you want pictures for Instagram? I was like, yeah. Proceeds to take the worst photos I've ever seen, though, to man. But her heart was in the right place. So I love that for her. I love that for me. She was very kind. I hated the photos, though. But I was able to use, like, one of them. I had to zoom in and, like, fix a couple things. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Um, but I think it came out cute, and it's on my Instagram now. It's like in the photo dump. A complete stranger took that, if you didn't know. But... I just love Good Samaritans <laughs> doing the Lord's work. So, yeah, I was I was having a blast. I was like on cloud nine. I saw Grace for the first time. I saw my friend Marley, their roommates. So we just got to like not for the first time, for the first time in like since we graduated, I feel. Um, so it was just such a good time of like reconnecting with people. And they, you know, when you just go into a place where like you just like you just go I don't know you meet people or you reconnect with people and it's just like right where you left off and like the bond is just very strong you're like yes these are the people like I vibe with these people like these are my people um so the party was great so fun I was talking to Marley all the time I mean not all the time the whole time mostly and you know we had some good food some good music I was having a lot of deep conversations as well. Like I <laughs> I um shared the gospel with my friend for the first time. One of my friends from college as well. He's been my friend for a very 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 long time. Um <laughs> and it's so funny because he's the person that like introduced me to smoke like weed. Like I smoked weed with him for the very first time. And he was next door. So we would, I would just go over all the time and just have fun with him. <laughs> and we've been friends ever since. But yesterday, I mean, not yesterday, at the party, I got to share the gospel with him for the first time. And it's been something that has been on my heart for a while. But you just never want to be weird about it or strange. Um, but we were having, like, you know, a debate, an intellectual debate. And he said something that kind of triggered me, not in a bad way in a good way he said something and like something instantly clicked in my head like yes now you can spread the gospel because of what he just said like it was in response to what he just said he he kind of like I don't know exactly what he said but he said something that just like made me light up because I was like yes now the next thing I'm gonna do is tell him 
about Jesus Christ like dying on the cross. And we're talking about the afterlife and everything. So it wasn't out of the blue, but it kind of led to it. And he was like, whoa, no one has ever explained it to me like that before. And I was like, wow, I'm so happy that I got to do that. And it doesn't matter where it leads. I just know that a seed does not go like ungerminated, basically. So I was just happy that I got to do that. I was like, you know, and then I was having a lot of other conversations about like physical world and spiritual world and how we're spirit beings and all this stuff. It was, I saw that to say that it was a good night of just like friends and laughter and joy and deep talks. And I really felt like on cloud nine because even after the party was over, I slept over, woke up. We had a beautiful breakfast with, like, cake that Marley made and some fruit and some tea. We just spent the morning talking. We went to, we went back to, like, the city to, you know, run a couple errands. It was raining. We were listening to Dijon. And then I went to Clara's work. She works at, like, a smoothie shop. So I went there and um got free smoothies had some ramen it was just an amazing 24 hours and it literally was exactly 24 hours because i left my house at seven and then got back at seven the next day um so that's actually funny it was exactly 24 hours but it was a good 24 hours that's what i mean to say it was a good 24 hours and i was just feeling such good energy such good vibes like literally on cloud nine then boom the upper limit problem now karen what is the upper limit problem well don't mind if i do let me explain it to you so the upper limit problem is basically when you are we psychologically kind of have a threshold for how good we will allow ourselves to feel. And this phrase, especially upper limit problem, was coined by this doctor called Dr. Gay Hendricks, or Hendricks Gay, I forget, in his book titled The Big Leap. But he coined the, the phenomenon of when we are just doing extremely well and then instantly it's like over cloud, like clouded with like either fear or doubt. Or maybe you have a big presentation and then right the night before you fall sick. Or you have an amazing holiday vacation with your boyfriend and then you get back home and then you pick the biggest fight with him ever. Or your grades are going so well, like you haven't missed attendance in like a month and then all of a sudden you're like wow I'm doing so well I'm gonna skip class tomorrow or like wow I've gone without doing this thing for so long I completely gave it up let me go back and try it again it's called the upper limit problem where we don't allow ourselves to feel too good to do too well it's kind of psychological because we don't even mean to do that like I don't mean to fall into like a depressive state the day 
right after I had the bet like one of the best days I've had in a while. But then I do. But why? Like why? You know? So um yeah, I heard about this a while ago because I think someone was talking about it in in relation to Lauren Hill and how she had really just her debut album won seven Grammys and it never did anything ever again because how do you even go above that, you know? But I, I really saw it happen, like, live in color in front of me this weekend. Because I came home and I was like, wow, I'm just, like, so charged and energized and I can do everything and I just, I'm on top of the world. Boom, the next day, I wake up completely sad, easily irritable, not prioritizing hygiene or wellness, literally not eating well. Like, I literally did not eat at all. Like, just kind of not eating, basically. I don't know why I wasn't eating. For, like, from, like, I think it was from Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And that's why I had no episode for you guys, because I was, like, in bed, just, like, rotting away. Because I don't, the, the reason is beyond me. There was no reason, but it was just kind of like a feeling of just like a funk, like just like a cloud of just like sadness, down, stuck. Um, and as I'm saying this now, I could, I could say that those, that's the enemy, like, that's the enemy trying to keep you down because he knows that, like, you're on a roll, which is 100% true. But sometimes the enemy, quote-unquote, is ourselves. <laughs> and and I am in full responsibility of getting up and going, you know, getting up, taking a shower, eating breakfast, embarking on the things that I said I was going to embark on. But I woke up and I was just, like, in a funk, and it's because I think that I came back and I was having a conversation with one of the girls at the party about how we are all like spirit beings, like every one of us is spirit. But since we live in a physical world and we don't see the spiritual world that much, even though it thoroughly exists, because as spirit beings, you have to be spirit like you have to be spirit to to live in this world. Same way you have to have a physical body to live in this world because the world is spiritual and physical, if that makes sense. Like someone who is purely physical cannot live on earth because earth is physical and spiritual. Someone, same way you don't just see a spirit floating around. It has to inhabit a physical body. It, it can be anything. It could be a cat. It could be a dog, a human whatever spirits need physical bodies to inhabit same way physical bodies can't just walk around spiritless on earth like you just have to have both because we live in both worlds so i am a spirit being in a physical body if i go around acting like i'm physical literally acting like a robot and neglecting my spirit neglecting what i'm feeding into my spirit then obviously it's not going to translate well. Like, I just was on TikTok all day feeding into TikTok drama and, like, all these other useless things that weren't feeding my spirit well. And 
I know it's not feeding my spirit well. And that's when the upper limit problem comes because I know that this is bad for me. But for some reason, I can't allow myself to do good five days in a row. (laughs) For some reason, I just cannot allow myself to be on a roll. Like, I just have to be on a roll and then diverge. And I was killing it. I was like, um, like I was feeling like on top of the world after, you know, quitting my job on the 6th. And then after that, it was just like, like, I was on fire. I was getting up. I was doing things. I was recording, editing, posting, responding to emails, reaching out to brands. I was getting deals. I was just like on fire. Like, really like, wow, this social media career is for me. I was really just on top of my game. And I think by taking the first step to record this podcast, I'm back on my game. But I was I was on my game. I was I got ready just for the sole purpose of taking Instagram photos. I've literally never done that since 2020. So I feel like I was on top of my game. But here comes the upper limit problem. You can't you you just for some reason our minds will not let us be on a roll for too long we always have to divert and I think when things like that are happening we kind of have to recognize it and I think like hearing hearing explanation for things such as like resistance and upper limit problem hearing it coined like that it helps me because then I can like identify it as opposed to if I was to say like that's just the enemy like stopping me from things. Um, yes, that could be true. But also then what can I do about it? You know, I feel like it's much hard. It's much easier for me to envision a ceiling above my head called upper limit that I'm like trying to bang against and it's much easier for me to visualize something called resistance than an enemy that's like looming around wanting me to lay in bed like (laughs) it may it doesn't make visually I can't comprehend an enemy shoving me forcing me in bed but if you say it's the resistance I can see that I'm being physically resisted to lay in bed so so I can identify that if that makes sense and I had a bit of like an article that I wanted to read but my wi-fi is down so let's see if I can connect to my phone um and if not I'll just have to like go on my phone and yeah let's see Forgive me, I'm I only have data on my phone. But I'm going to read you this little blog post I saw. That was actually posted on my birthday. Interesting. But it says Um The upper limit problem is a term coined by Gay Hendricks in his book, The Big Leap. And it goes something like this. We each have a limit on how much abundance, success, and love we think we are deserving of. It's like we each have our own thermostat setting for these things. Now, this thermostat setting depends on a number of things. 
our upbringing, limiting beliefs that we might hold, fears that we may have, or things we were told growing up or being by like, you know, parents or influential people in our lives. So once you cross this self-imposed threshold, like, for example, this is not in the article. This is just me saying an example. So we, like they're saying, we have a thermostat that we set on our lives, like, personally. That, like, you know, you can only be with this type of man. Like, that is not that good, but, like, you just subject yourself to, like, this type of relationship, man or woman. You subject yourself to these types of grades. Like, I only get Bs, you know, so I'm just only going to get Bs. Or I only, um, I'm consistent for, like, a week at the gym. So your thermostat setting is just set to that in, in whatever area of your life you can think of. Like, I can only stop hitting my vape pen for two weeks straight. After two weeks straight, you know, that's, like, the longest you've gone. It, it, we all have, like, different thermostat settings. So, we've set it there. And as soon as we feel ourselves getting better than what we've set, we almost are like, ding, 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 no, 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 you're doing way better than you should be. Let's dial it down a notch. <laughs> and so that's when you kind of hit your head against the, own, the ceiling that you've created for yourself. So back to the article. Once you cross this self-imposed threshold, whatever you unconsciously dream or you unconsciously deem as your appropriate level of success, abundance, love, you will suddenly self-sabotage and you'll do it unconsciously. You may fall sick when you achieve a significant milestone. You may pick a fight with your partner or colleague. You might suddenly injure yourself on the way to a significant event. There are a number of ways this self-sabotage might show up, but it is designed to pull you back to your normal comfort zone. This limit is a mighty problemat <laughs> this limit is mighty problematic if you're looking to grow in your life and bring in great love, great, great success, and great abundance. Um so what can we do about the upper limit problem? It says here to pay attention when something significantly positive happens in your life. And notice your tendency to self-sabotage. Check yourself before taking any action, like any impulsive decision. Um, do it. <laughs> and I actually, even thinking about this made me think about when I, like, whenever I start dating anybody, or not even dating, just like talking to someone, whenever I had just have like, or when, you know, back then, when I was single and I would just start talking to like a new person, I would always have this tendency to do the most like dramatic thing I can do on social media, like to post the most dramatic YouTube video or the most, you know, like it would always be like, I just, and I wasn't even realizing it. So then these people that I'm talking to will see and be like, Oh, this girl is actually crazy, um, which is fine because none of it matters now. But I'm just saying, like, it was kind of like that. Like, you can't you just self-sabotage in anything, you know? 
whatever. I just I just thought of that now because I remember doing that when I first started talking to Lucas and like releasing like the most vulnerable podcast episode right after we started talking in which you know he was actively looking at my story so he would see it and I remember posting that and being like yo why did I just do that like now he's gonna run away but he didn't and that's what matters you have to find people that don't run away um anyway what else can we do about it pause and express gratitude after achieving something if you feel yourself about to make a rash decision, pick a fight, or engage in some other behavior that may derail your recent win, just stop. <laughs> just pause. Stop it right there. Um, and then pay it forward. Think about how you can support and inspire others um, with your recent like achievement. So after like being on cloud nine of productivity and healthy habits and feeling so good and fun and fresh, I get back home and I just want to lay in bed and scroll on TikTok for like hours and not eat and not read my Bible and not exercise and not pick up my laptop once to do any work and just basically not do anything at all. And kind of like, it's almost like I had such a good week and weekend that I almost had to balance it out with a really, really bad couple of days. But I, I wasn't even doing it consciously. And it was not till last night that I was like, whoa, that was the upper limit problem. Like, I couldn't allow myself to go more than two days of extreme happiness, I guess. I had to dial it down and offset it with extreme sadness and slothfulness and laziness. So, yeah. And now... We have no electricity. (laughs) So that's even like egging it on more like, oh, there's nothing to do. You should just like lay in bed. Um, But no, I took the first step to bettering myself by recording this podcast. So let's see. There's also another Forbes article about hitting your upper limit. Um, I don't know if I want to read it as well. But it's almost like we're afraid of, we want success, but we're afraid of having it. Or we want, you know, love, but we're scared of it. We're scared of abandonment. We're scared of having abundance. We're scared of the things that we want the most, Um, which is very interesting. So we tend to self-sabotage because we have set personal like levels of how much we will allow ourselves to do good in one area and even though you're like no I want to be the best and I want to do the best psychologically and unintentionally you've set a limit for yourself and you don't even know it so once you're passing that limit you're like whoa you know your body your mind will make you want to do something that will pull you back derail you um And it's kind of like how you go months without talking to an ex and you're just feeling the best you've ever done. And then boom, they hit you up out of nowhere. Now, I don't even think that's an upper limit problem. I think that's just the devil. But they'll just hit you up out of nowhere. But you know you're better off without them. But because they hit you up out of nowhere while you were doing good, you respond. And then they reel you back in and then boom, they're undoing all the progress that you've done. So, yeah, 
I wanted to talk a little bit about this because I saw it happen to me. Um, and it's good that I recognized it and I was like, no, I'm going to get out of this funk and I'm not going to let myself set a limit on how good I can do or how well, you know, life can go for me. So I got up, I had some tea this morning, I did some Pilates. It's funny because someone I subscribe to on YouTube for Pilates, her name is Jessica Valantes or Valantes. She just posted um, Pilates for when you're sad. Right when I needed it, I was like, oh, this is perfect. So I did some Pilates, I read my Bible, listened to some worship, and, you know, recording this podcast, I also cleaned my kitchen and took out the trash and everything. And those are just like ways to get me out of the funk. And it worked like cleaning worked, organizing, finally taking a shower and, you know, (laughs) eating, getting some food in my system, all and reading my Bible, to be honest, listening to worship music as well, all took me out of that funk. And now I am going to be actively looking for when I feel like self-sabotage is creeping in because I'm doing well, you know? So, yeah, that is um, a bit about that. And that's how I got out of the funk is by just, like, doing little things here and there. That got me, like, up and moving instead of just, like, continuing to lay there and I know it's hard because it's just much easier to lay there than like get up and say you're doing like Pilates but just just get up and like make yourself a cup of tea and already that is like the first step go outside take the trash out get some fresh air like that's already the first step so yeah I would love to um dive in to this um more because I think it's a really interesting concept and I and I see it a lot in my life and in other people's lives as well um yeah (laughs) thank you for listening this is step one or stage one of me breaking my upper limit by talking about it and by releasing this episode Because I almost missed this week. I was like, nope, I'm feeling... Yesterday, I was like, I'm feeling way too bad about, like, I'm just feeling down in the dumps. Like, I'm not going to have an episode this week. And I was like, wait, no, you said that you would be consistent. And you almost were consistent for, like, four weeks in a row. And now you're being thrown off. Like, how are you going to miss a week? You can't let yourself do that. So we have to recognize when we're self-sabotaging our own destinies and our own like purposes and recognize it and understand that you're putting a threshold for how good you can do and how much you can achieve and break that threshold down dial the thermostat way 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 high and when you feel like you're hitting you're hitting it dial it up some more (laughs) Um, i'm going to end with luke 16 And it's something that God has recently been telling me. I don't know what verse of Luke 16 it is, but it's it's the verse that says, like, I think it's 16 verse 9. I may be wrong. But it's the verse that says that whoever is faithful in little is faithful in much. But if you're dishonest with little, 
no one can trust you with their much. And I think right now I'm in a season of season of wanting God to trust me with a lot, but not being able to handle the little and self-sabotaging when I get the little. Like, why would he give me more if I self-sabotage every time I get the little, you know? So he's kind of been teaching me, like, just be faithful with with what I'm giving you now. Be faithful with what you have in your hands now, and I can trust you with more. Thank you for listening. I'm so sorry I didn't have a visual for this one. I would have loved to be on camera, but life happens, and I love you. I do. Thank you for listening. I will speak to you in next week's episode. Bye-bye.